Hello, this is Ryan Burke. (laughs) (laughs) All right. No, this is Steve. Should we try that again? No, we shouldn't. Because you're listening to 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar, buying, selling, training, fixing, mining, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. All right. We're back in the saddle. You you told me you were going to do your sick voice, and I didn't realize that meant like... My sexy voice? Your like 70s late night radio talk, like late night radio (laughs) FM, AM. Listening to the slow jam funk yeah. station. We voice. already did a radio intro gag a few weeks ago, didn't we? Or last Probably. week? Probably. We kind of just rotate the same ones over and over. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's not. Uh, basically, I've had like a throat cold all day. Steve has allergies, or so he said earlier. Well, I thought it would, but I don't, the weather didn't really turn today. So I'm, I think I'm good. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, last time you had a bunch of allergies. Oh, it was bad. You were all uh, sniffly the whole time. And you tried to blame it on the cheese and the pizza. (laughs) Well, the cheese always makes me congested. Oh, this was like face dripping. Gross. I think when your wife... Post-nasal drip. When your wife came in and she looked like death and her face had Mm -hmm. swollen into a beach ball proportion. She gets it bad. That was when I was like, yeah, it's definitely allergies. Yeah, she gets it real bad like three times a year. Like just for like a couple of days, she'll be completely out of commission. Yeah. Like until she gets used to whatever's in the air, you know. Yeah, it takes some time. Yeah, it takes some time. Sometimes, and here, like because we have these weird weather shifts where it'll be super dry all day, and then the sun goes down and the humidity goes from like 20% to like 100%. Uh huh. It can be really tough yeah, on yeah. your sinuses. Also, we had weird uh, early rain, like a late summer rain, which is weird for us. Yeah. And so. A lot of the plants around here are freaking out. Grasses growing and putting out pollen, and yeah. like trees in my yard are blooming. Yeah, thanks, it's, Obama. It's October. <laughs> it's not Obama's fault. It's El Nino's fault. Yeah, it's Hillary Hillary Clinton's fault. Yeah, yeah. Ber- Bernie Sanders's fault. Thanks a lot, Bernie and Hillary. Yeah, and are they going to run no. together? Oh my god, I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> It'd be great if uh, if a candidate from each party like cross the line and they're like we're running together we're starting our own our our own political party together i've got some thoughts but this is a guitar podcast yeah, so not i'm not going to talk about not it. a political podcast i guess let's get into it is there anything uh new in your gear life steve yeah i sold my uh tc electronics hall of fame yeah uh, about a week ago um and i sold it to a guy who actually he he messaged me a couple we, like a couple weeks before, and he's like, "Oh hey, I really want to buy this, but I need you to bring it to me. I live I live uh, in Point Loma, um, which is you know it, it's kind of it's not super far away, but it's further away than actually I thought. Yeah. Um. Well, it depends on where you're going in Point no, Loma. No, exactly. So it's like a peninsula that goes. It's like there's a lot of stoplights. Like yeah, if, if you're deep in, it's not. Con- it's there's not like a convenient way to get to where you need to go. It's, it's almost like it goes because there's no way to get off of it. Like the farther back you go, the more country it gets, and you get surprised how kind of backwoods it gets when it's right next to the city. You know? Sure, I guess. Like sort you get of. back there and it turns into hillsides and it's like a you know the naval but base, but it's still suburbs. The naval base back there and it's right. all open hills and stuff. Yeah, you know? I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So uh, so I get this this uh, this email and then he's like, oh I'm, well I'm going to go to Tennessee. I'm just I'll probably just buy one in, when I'm in Memphis. 
And so I thought like he was staying at a hotel and, and that was the end of that. So I relisted it and I get another email, same guy. Hey, I'm still interested. Uh, if you can bring it to me and I had it listed for 110, he originally asked me 90, but I was uh-huh. like, if I'm going to del- I'm like, I can't deliver it for less than hundred cause it's way out of my way. And so he was fine with that. I drive down. Uh, I did this on Saturday. Come to find out as uh, af- before I went down that this dude lives in a marina on a boat. A boat guy? On like a sailboat. He's on a boat? On a boat. Okay. I don't know if it was a sailboat, but it was some kind of boat. I, I think like all boats and marinas have sails. But anyway, I don't know. Some kind of boat. I have no idea. Yeah. Um. So he lives on a boat and he said he really liked it because like he could like play guitar in the middle of the day like as loud as he wants kind of a deal yeah i can do that too and i'm in a house yeah i don't know i can't do that (laughs) i guess he's probably comparing a boat to an apartment i guess so we're uh, we're drinking uh whiskeys and cola by the way yeah uh jim beam well it's bourbon jim beam and pepsi bourbon is a type of whiskey yeah but you can get specific with it all right get back to your boat story tell me a tale about your boat journey, Steve. So, so here's the thing is I was on a boat. Yeah. Um, and I was standing on a boat and then I was sitting in a boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I get down there. The guy lets me in. And I actually, I was super, I was a little nervous about it until I got down there and called the guy on the phone to let him know I was there. And he was just, uh, were you afraid he was going to Shanghai you? I just had no idea. Like it was just kind of like a weird thing to go on a dude's boat. Yeah. Once you're at sea, like the captain can marry <laughs> you. Were you afraid he was going to marry you to someone? No, okay. no. Um, but I get, I get down there, super nice guy, uh, older guy, uh, really wanted a reverb because he was going to be in like some band and he had some different amps and the main amp that he demoed this re the reverb on was a diesel V I think the model is V four. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I don't know if you're familiar with diesel at all, but they make like super high gain amps. And he goes, he goes, oh, I don't know if you've ever seen one of these, but it's a diesel. I'm like, oh, I've seen them, but they're always behind the plexiglass case at Guitar Center. Like, I've never heard one. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, well, now you're you're going to get to hear one. And uh, so he plugs this thing in. He starts going. He's running it through like a 1x12 on this boat that's solar powered, has like a little generator, whatever. Uh-huh. And... Uh, he's playing like Alice in Chains riffs. Yeah. And like all this kind of like like early mid 90s high gain stuff. And a uh, dude was like I mean he was a great player. Yeah. Um but he's just a lot of like stuff where it's like I kind of recognize he's like yeah if you ever like if you ever want to play some tool you got to get one of these. <laughs> and uh and but that's why he wanted the pedal because his JCM 800 had reverb but his diesel didn't. Yeah, totally. And uh, so he's telling me, I, I see behind him, he's, his main guitar was this like flame top, uh, washburn, super strat kind of a thing. Well, here's here's the question I have. Yeah. On a boat, how did he keep his guitar? Was it in a case or was it like on a stand or like a wall hanger? Uh, so the washburn was on a, on a stand. Then behind me on a couch, and, and I, I told this to someone the other day. I don't remember who it was. But they thought it was funny. Um, he had a Gibson Explorer, and I think it was called the XPL model. Uh-huh. Basically, I was talking to him about it, and it was a a Gibson Explorer from the mid '80s, super '80s out. So the Explorer yeah. is like very is 
is like a very like 50s design. It's very rounded. It's futuristic, but it's like rounded. It's like Jetsons. It's got exactly. It's got very nice curves to it, right? Yeah. This Explorer was like all pointy, and it had this little like notch cutout thing. Uh huh. The pickup arrangement originally was dual Gibson Dirty Fingers pickups, so ultra high output. Right. Um. And it was just. Is just so stereotypical. Yeah. Like high gain shredder. Like Dimebag Daryl territory. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But it was a uh, hardtail. And uh, he actually let me play it. And it, I mean, it, it, it felt great. The neck was phenomenal. Very, very typical Gibson big neck. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Big wide neck kind of a thing going on. I kind of dinged it around a little because I mean, you're, you're on like the. You're you in, were on a boat. I was in a boat. There's not a lot of room in there. I like explore, banged it into a door. An explorer is kind of the wrong choice of a guitar right? if you're going to be on a boat, because it is it's you need a lot of room to move around with an explorer. Yeah, and he was like, I I dinged it, I like knocked it into the table, I knocked it in the door, and he's like, oh, don't worry about it. it he's like, boat. He's yeah, like whatever. No, we're, we're on a boat. <laughs> like no, literally, he was like, no joke. He was, yeah, yeah. You get used to it. It's a boat. It's like. <laughs> He's like, you know, there's just not a lot of room in here. Oh my gosh. Um, so we go through the whole thing. We're already greeted a hundred bucks, but he's like, Oh, I want to try it with a battery. Uh-huh. So we throw in the battery and all of a sudden it doesn't work. The Hall of Fame? Yeah. And I was like, What what's going on? And it's plugged in, it's got something into the input, he's playing into the guitar, you know, and it just won't work. And I'm trying to like mess with the battery. I'm like, I'm like, don't tell me this thing's broken, like whatever and uh i just like i can't figure it out and i'm super distressed on this because i've come down here i was actually in a hurry because it was a sunday and i needed uh-huh. i needed to go get a haircut and uh <laughs> haircut emergency yeah haircut emergency and uh i'm just like oh, this thing's not working what the crap it worked fine off of his like power yeah. his like nine volt or his like plug-in power supply but it won't work on the battery was well, the battery dead no, we tried like three, four different batteries. Oh, great. We tried like a brand new one. He actually took a battery, plugged it into his TU2. It worked fine. It wouldn't work on the Hall of Fame. And uh, all of a sudden, I was just like, oh, dude, I, I don't know. Like, I was like, you know what? I drove down here. Like, I will sell this to you like, with the broken battery. I was like, I, we have two options. Like, I can either take this home and I'll fix it. I'll, I'll order a battery clip and I'll fix it. But I don't know how long that's going to take me. And then, like, we can make this happen. Or I'll just sell it to you for 60 bucks and you can find someone else to fix it for you because we know it works with power supply. Yeah. It's just questionable with the battery. And he was like, oh, I don't know. Like, it's kind of a big thing. Like, I, I might only be using this pedal so I don't want to have to, like, tow the power supply. Kind of just, you know, it'd be good to be able to just run off a 9-volt. And uh, so all of a sudden I start looking at it and I realized that the input is plugged into the amp the output is plugged into the guitar. Now, this shouldn't make a difference. Right. Um, because normally, as long as something's put plugged into the input, that will allow the switch to turn on and off. Yeah, but TC Electronic, that's like a computer. That is exactly what I said. Yeah. I was like, these crazy Danes. Yeah. Because TC Electronics is in Denmark, though they're made in Thailand, I think. But, you know, TC Electronics is headquartered in Denmark. They do all their stuff. They're crazy Danes, the yeah. Danish. And uh, I was like, so all of a sudden, I, I, was, I told them, I was like, oh, these cables are in the, going in the wrong direction. We switch them out. 
battery comes on. Yeah. Power works. And I'm just like, I have no idea. This switching does not make any sense to me because it should just be like some sort of standard true bypass switching maybe. But I guess there must be some sort of sensor, like some kind of impedance sensor of some sort going on with the relay. Because I think it actually is a relay switch. It's not a, 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 not a mechanical switch that because it was going like, you know, as much as I hate to use the, um, I forgot what the name of the company is. They sell cables um, that they sell these fancy cables and talk about electron flow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and as much as like I feel like that's a joke, it's almost as if the pedal was detecting electron flow and going, no, no, no. This, there's something that's sucking electrons in the wrong direction, so we're not turning on. Right, that's interesting. Well, and, the load uh, was coming from the wrong direction. Yeah, you know? and uh, so it just won't turn on. As soon as we switch the cables, the battery comes back on. It starts working. I'm sitting there like shaking the pedal. It's it's working great like with the battery dangling out right, to right. make sure that it wasn't just some weird short that that's would crazy. be intermittent. It's working fine. And I go like, I was like, oh, well, I guess it works. And the guy's like, oh man, I should have took you up on that sixty bucks. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, no kidding. And I was like, yeah, I mean, who knows? And I was ready to go because I just I wanted to to Get move out of it. There. I I didn't want to I didn't want to you know waste the trip. Um, so we ended up selling it. We ended up making the deal, hundred bucks. How much did you pay for that thing? I traded another pedal for it. Oh, okay. I think if I follow the chain all the way back. The original pedal that, because this is actually like a pedal, I ha- bought a pedal and then it's like I traded and then I traded and I traded and I ended up with this thing. And uh, actually, the pedal I traded for it was that Dual Eagle I had. Oh, that's which right. Which was the Dual Tube Screamer. Yeah. Um, and the reason I made the trade is because I knew the Hall of Fame I'd actually be able to sell. Yeah, totally. Um, to just whoever, like to a broader market. Yeah. And, uh, when you bought that dual eagle, did you ever think that it would lead you onto a boat? <laughs> I, I suppose I did not. Yeah, you weren't like, oh, now that I've got this pedal, my destiny waits is for a, me on is a, a boat. boat. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was just this bizarre uh, trip. And you know, this was a pedal that I sold that I put... The money into my Craigslist fund, but as far as I'm concerned, this is like a non-flip, yeah, cash infusion. It's like I'm selling gear, but I'm not actually flipping something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was the dude was super nice. It was great. I got to try out that weird explore thing. Yeah, which was that thing was great. Um, he actually got it. He got the pickup installed at a local shop, and they like jacked up his wiring. So I guess oh, he no. had to like take it back. And I was really surprised when he named the shop because it's a shop with like a really good reputation. Oh, really? But it was well, things, one things happen. Yeah, well, it was this weird thing where it's like they wired the three way wrong. Oh, so it all both pickups were active in like all three positions. I was like, how do you screw that yeah, up? Yeah, how do you mess that up? Um, I wonder if they would have just maybe they just put the pickup in and never actually tested the switch. Maybe. So maybe there's something wrong with the switch. I I don't know, um, but. I got to try out that, like I said, I try, got to try out that Weird Explorer. I got to try out and listen to a diesel, which that's like a $4,500 amp, yeah. something like that. Um, that guy's going to be sad if his boat sinks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he has like a little studio. The biggest thing that, that I got to do, the thing that I'm actually most excited about is I got to try out an amp called the, uh, called the I think it's called the Fly Amp uh-huh. by Blackstar. 
it's a little three watt like i don't even know how small the speakers are and they got to be like two or three inch speaker in this um in this amp three watts it's like the perfect desk amp oh yeah i mean it is literally like the maybe the size of both of my fists next to each other so because i was talking to i was like yeah i don't really get to play electric guitar because i live in a condo my amp has really been in a closet for like six months and he's like, you, he's like, before you leave, I'm going to plug this thing in for you. Nice. Like you need to hear it. He's like, it doesn't sound as good as, you know, the big amps, but like, sure, it's sure. a really good practice tool. You could totally like plug it in and he cranked it all the way up. And it was like, it was maybe a little loud for the proximity I was in, but it, it was like, it wasn't like deafening. Yeah, totally. Um, so, and I get, I asked him how much he paid. It was like 60 bucks plus I think 20 bucks for the power supply. It runs on like. Is it speaker included? Yeah, it's like a little micro, like wow. it's like this. It's the size of, and it sounds good. It sounds good enough for what it is. Huh. I mean, it's this. It's probably about the same size as the orange micro tear. Uh huh. But it's got like a little three inch or whatever, three four inch speaker in it, maybe smaller. I don't wow. know. Wow, interesting. Uh, like I said, three watts. Two? He said he actually bought it for busking. Uh, I didn't really talk to him about that because I needed to go. Uh huh. But uh. Yeah, 80 bucks for everything he said that he needed for it. And I think he bought it new. I, I don't know. Huh. So I'm, I'm definitely, I'm not in like the automatic market for it, but I'm definitely got it in the back of my, my head right now. Totally. Uh, to be on the lookout for one of those. Yeah. That's a, that's a fun experience, man, to go. Yeah, yeah. Like if anyone else has uh, stories of, Craigslist meetups on different modes of transportation. Like usually we do things in cars and parking lots or people come to our house. Yeah. You know, Steve got to go on a boat. Maybe you sold uh, a, a something to someone on a plane or a train or a train or a bus or a bus or uh, or uh, maybe like a, someone was on a tractor. Um, you know, well, this whole boat thing was like. You know what the ultimate is? What? Is if you can do a Craigslist transa- transaction on a uh, Zeppelin. On a Zeppelin? Yeah. Um, what if you sold a Jimmy Page Les Paul to somebody on a Ze- while, like on a Zeppelin? Oh, that'd be neat. There you go. That's yeah. like Led Zeppelin, Zeppelin Inception. Yeah, totally. Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. Is it- that going to be the title of this I- episode? <laughs> Maybe it should be. Maybe. Um Overall, like I just felt like uh, this was borderline Kyle Smith hotel on New Year's <laughs> level. Like as yeah. soon as he brought in the boat, I was like, "Oh my god!" I mean, once you get on a boat, then that you know you're in a, someone else's country. That's yeah, you know, international much. waters, right? Uh, yeah, something like that. I mean, he could sail you out really quick and be, "Hey, let's go for a ride on the boat." All of a sudden, he's got you in international waters. He's harvesting your kidneys. No laws are being broken. Then he dumps you over the side. <laughs> I need to. I need to go on to. So my wife did the find my phone uh-huh. thing. Oh, I saw her screenshot. Screen I I need to post that to the Instagram because uh-huh. my, my phone was like according to the uh, Apple Find My Phone app. You were. In I the was ocean. like in the middle of the bay. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I was act- I was super worried that this guy didn't have a boat that was like at a marina 
because when I first got there, the address he gave me was just for the general Shelter Island area. Uh-huh. So I get off, I park my car, and I look out, and there's all these boats, like, anchored, like, 100 yards offshore. Yeah, you're like, am I going to have to take a rowboat out yeah. there? I was like, if I got to call this guy, and he's like, oh, hold on, let me get my rowboat. I just be like, nah, dude, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want a rowboat back to your boat. <laughs> that would have been incredible. I'm good. <laughs> He like throws a, a bottle with the money inside. It's like when that drifts ashore. Yeah. Put the pedal inside the bottle and throw it back. <laughs> oh man. Well, let's talk about some uh, you know some housekeeping. Sure. We have our t-shirts are ready to go. I think we talked about them a little bit last episode. But, yeah. Uh, they are officially ready for people to order them if they want them. We've sold a couple. We've shipped out the vast majority of the shirts that have been ordered and have uh, are owed to the inner circle. Yeah, I've got. If you're in the in the best friends or inner circle inner inner uh-huh. circle level, and you haven't sent us your mailing address guess what you can't get a shirt yeah you need to send us your mailing address so if we were waiting to get that from you uh there's a shirt waiting for you yeah um they're 20 dollars. you can paypal us the money to 60 cycle humcast at gmail.com yeah um, and remember to include your size and your shipping address in the memo or the notes 20 bucks covers our shipping for the U.S. and Canada. Uh-huh. Um, if you are outside of the United States or Canada or probably Mexico, um, if you would be kind enough to send us $25, that will cover the additional like overseas shipping. Uh-huh. Um, and we will get something out to you. Yeah. We want to get these to everyone in the world. We want everyone in the world to wear our shirts. And once you get your shirt, like... Throw that thing up. Hashtag 60 cycle home on yeah, Instagram. Please do. Um, tag us in it. Throw up our hashtag. Um, I think that hashtag is like semi hilarious because there are people who like listen to my strat. It buzzes. Uh-huh. Hashtag 60 cycle hum. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, I'm the only one on Instagram using that hashtag. Yeah. We yeah. I th- we were just talking about that on the Facebook group today. Like people are like, oh, should we hashtag things like this? Like you aren't already. That's what you should be doing. Yeah, I hashtag every single picture I post on our Instagram. Do you? So if you see a hashtag, it's for me. And if you don't see a hashtag, it's because Ryan doesn't know how to use the internet. I'm too lazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so our housekeeping this week, we have um, two new uh, crowdfunders. Yeah. One at the best friends level. Uh-huh. We've got Dustin Seabolt. Yeah, at the $5. That's kind of like a rad last name. It is. He should have a boat. <laughs> he should have a boat named Seabolt. Seabolt. Yeah. It's a fast one. Yeah. And at the inner circle level, we've got the uh, offspring of of that famous Saved by This Bell couple. Yeah. Zach and Slater. It's Zach Slater. Zach Slater. Um, apparently, Zach took A.C. Slater's last name. Yeah. Because uh, he's the submissive one in the relationship, obviously. Obviously. Well, you know, <laughs> Saved by the Bell is all just in Zach's head. Like when the... Right. That you've Have you heard this theory? Yeah. Okay, so I won't get into it. Yeah. Yeah. And all that is inside the head of a small boy in the hospital. <laughs> is it? Is, is Saved by the Bell part of the uh, Timmy Westfallen universe? I would not be surprised. 
I would not be surprised at all. Is there all. a crossover there? Was um, was uh, Detective Munch from Law and Order on an episode of Safe by the Bell? Probably. He probably was a substitute teacher. As Mr. Munch? Yeah. You know, he was a com- he's a comedian, right? Yeah. 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 Um, our third piece, I, I don't know if you have this in your notes, but I have it in mine. Uh-huh. Is... Um, I just want to give a shout out to Bob Tuttle. Yeah, thanks. Who uh, is it, Tuttle or Tootle? I'm pretty sure it's Tuttle. Okay. Uh, I'll if, take your word for if it. If it's Tootle, I've never seen Tootle spelled this way. All right. But um, he sent us uh, 20 bucks for a shirt, and he sent us an extra 25 bucks just basically so we're not getting, you know, it's basically 25 bucks to cover. $25 worth of PayPal fees. Yeah. That's, so he, he basically is just, I want you to have money to help uh, the show, which we greatly appreciate. And I just remembered something else, Steve, that we forgot, but now I remembered. What's that? Uh, we have another person in the inner circle. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Who, who did, who got creative and they sent extra money our way by dodging the amount of money that, uh, that, Podbean takes out off the top. Yeah, he just PayPal gifted us a year's worth. Oh, of, was that PayPal gifted? Yeah, I didn't even realize that. A year's worth of um, membership fees for for pledging. Yeah, because he's like, I don't want something to take you know money out of my account once a month. I just want to give you guys the full amount. At first, I was like, I don't know if that's a cool idea because we you know. The pod fund, the pod, uh, the crowdfunding allows us to keep track of everyone, and then I realized we're going to get extra money out of this because the fee is not going to get taken out, and we've got a bunch of money up front to help us fund our Nam trip, and the amount of money that we just put into T-shirts. Yeah, because this can take a while to pay that off. Like literally, it was like almost five hundred bucks to get these shirts right. made. Um, and so uh, is Jake, right? Yeah, Jake Pantanopal, who's the guy who sent us the Boss RV two, yeah, the memory, uh, the Diamond Memory Lane two, and the Boss DM two for demoing. So we super appreciate that, Jake. You are in the inner circle now, of course. You already know that. Um, if you want to go down that road and do a direct payment to us through PayPal, uh. Jake has paved the way for you and we will appreciate it. Yeah. Just shoot us an email at 60 cycle humcast at gmail.com and we will let you know how to do it. Yeah. If you want to crowdfund in the, our standard way, uh, hit up cf.podbean.com. And right now we're actually uh, on the, on like the main page for that cf.podbean.com. Are we? Yeah. We're nice. actually like one of the best funded podcasts on that, on that sh- page well that doesn't say very much for the rest of this well that's true (laughs) i'm saying in terms of like the ratio of number of subscribers per amount of money like there's a lot of there's a few that have like 20 25 30 and they're all like giving like two dollars a piece or whatever yeah so it's been really just humbling yeah like how much you guys have been interested in supporting what we're doing i i never would have guess that it would be like this guys i really appreciate it um you know this money we're not pocketing this money we're putting it back into the show uh to do fun things to you know do like t-shirts and merch but also like this this nam trip it's going to be about a thousand dollars for us to rent a place up there so that we can do the whole thing 
and have a place to bring people back and interview them with. And we already have people lined up who say they want to do interviews with us. So it's like, we're going to have a full schedule up there, full four days of NAM, hanging out. It's going to be a lot of really great coverage. And uh, you, you guys helping out the show makes it possible. So thank you to everyone helping out the show with the crowdfunding and buying shirts. And if you're not doing it uh, and you're considering it, thank you for even considering it. And if you're not going to do it, Thank you for just listening to the show. You know? Yeah, everything counts. I mean, when we have listeners, that's another thing that we can pass on to uh, people that we want to, have, you know, companies yeah. that that we want to make connections with. You know, we can say, hey, uh, we've got all these people listening to us. So we definitely appreciate it. Uh, share with all your guitarist friends that also listen to yeah. podcasts. Oh, also, if you haven't sub- subscribed yet, subscribe on YouTube so you can win that steak and eggs. Let's get into ads. We're, I know, right? We're going super long on getting all mushy, talking about how much we love you guys. Let's do the thing that most people love and one person on the gear page hates. <laughs> <laughs> That's a powerful dude. Is it a powerful dude? He was on Amps and Axes. Oh, is he? Yeah. I don't know, man. He's got like his own guitar shop or something. He's at Alchemy Audio. Oh, okay. Yeah. He, it's he, cool. It wasn't really a diss. You know, not right, everyone's right. into what we do and, and that's cool. You know, that's why there's variety. That's why, you know, you've got us, you've got the Luthierists, you've got GAK, you've got Guitar Nerds, you've got Gear Talk, you've got Amps and Axes. Yeah, yeah. You've got the Tone Mob, which Tone Mob is up and coming. I'm really digging what Blake's oh, doing. I've heard that they're the best and they're going to have the best guests. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, I've got this first one. Um, Steampunk Rare Epiphone Explorer 2001. It what? is from the Inboxer. The Inboxer. Adam Dolhanic. Uh Let me see if I can find it on my side. Where'd it go? Oh, this is a screenshot of some sort. Yeah, there is a link that you can click so you can see the other pictures. I don't want to. you got to see the other pictures. There's some good stuff in there. Here, I found it. There's some good stuff in the pictures. you got to click on it, man. All right. Oh, shoot. What my phone sucks, dude. It's, it's going to take fault. me half an hour for this thing it's to load. my fault. We need an iPad. I know, right? Okay, this thing, I didn't want to do another steampunk because we've covered it enough. Uh, but this is yeah, if you've ever fi- crazy. So everyone, we're tired of steampunk. Send us cyberpunk guitars. Oh my gosh. Send me any kind of punk other than steampunk. But this one is interesting because there's some... It's obvious that someone put some really heavy detail... Yeah, it's obviously that someone put way too much effort into this. This at the base of this, this is one of those like $150 Epiphones that uh, they came out with in the late 90s, early 2000s. Wait, is it really? It's one of those garbage ones? Yeah, like you can see the cutaway on the, the back end of it, on the butt of it. And then when you get to the headstock picture, you'll see it instantly, like what it is. Are you there yet? No, I'm scrolling. Oh my gosh. Yeah. With, Whoa. It's, you know, the Epiphone logo with the wings on the side. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they took like one of the cheapest guitars. And this is a bolt-on neck. And did a ton of like detail work on it. Like this looks like a really, you know, pretty clean job. I still wouldn't want to play this thing just because it's stupid. <laughs> I still think this is stupid and a lot of the details... Don't make sense. But if you're looking for a stage guitar, I guess I get it. Something that's really neat is they made the entire control cavity flip open. Yeah. Like this cool box where you could store things. And that whole that that's whole part rad. of it is pretty 
kind of clever. I kind of like that concept. Like, I wouldn't mind having that on a regular guitar, like a flip-up control cavity like that, where you could possibly, like, store some things, too. Like, you could put picks in there, like a little pick holder or something, or your Allen wrenches or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I So, you know, I don't know if we're going to get to this ad. Um, are we, we going to talk about that Oasis guitar next week? Uh, maybe. Okay, well... Then I won't talk too much about this. Okay, uh, but this is something where it's like someone's put a ton of work, yeah, into a kind of an average at best guitar, a below average. This is yeah. a student. Well, yeah. This was these were the guitars that they put out that had built-in effects and brand new were like in the two hundreds, like bottom of the line, bottom barrel Epiphones that were just meant did they to, have built-in effects? Too? Yeah, some of them did. Uh, they were meant to capture like the student market. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they were kind of takes on classic Gibson designs. Sure. But with like a weird twist on the body. This and a bolt-on neck. And a bolt-on neck. One, this one had like a weird cutaway on like the butt of the guitar like I was talking about. Well, this has... And it was a smaller body too. It was a smaller body than, oh, okay. a, than a regular Explorer. Um, did you notice the price on this? Yes. 27 Hundred dollars and fifty dollars, twenty seven fifty. Twenty seven hundred dollars and fifty dollars. I know. I know. I said that weird, but I'm sick right now, and I'm I'm drinking uh, Pepsi and Jim Beam. I don't Jim think Beam. that's why. I think you're just bad at English. And that's true too. I'm terrible at talking. I I don't care how much metal and bolts this person put on this guitar. It is not a twenty seven hundred dollar guitar now. But he used. A real 1924 Kodak camera case for that control cavity. Oh, great. Perfect. You yeah. know, you can get those cameras at any antique shop for like 25 bucks. Yeah, but some antique pieces were used in this creation. <laughs> yeah, okay, I get it. He <laughs> will sign this guitar upon request. <laughs> can I request for him to take all this stuff off and sell me the guitar for $125? How about some real abalone inlay style details? There's there's nothing on here that justifies the price. Ryan Burke, those humbucker covers are etched with the Epiphone logo. Yeah, that's how those came. No, that I don't think that that's not how those came. You don't think so? I'm about a hundred percent sure that's not how those came. You're saying that you think he etched the Epiphone logo into those? I'm like a hundred percent sure. I'm ninety nine point nine 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 nine. I don't know, man. Sure. I don't know. Etching is hard. Like Epiphone's not going to throw etched pickups on a two hundred dollars guitar. They did that with these things, I think. Really? Yeah. He makes it sound like he did it. No, I don't think so. I don't think he did that. All but right. anyways, like, even if his work is worth that, you don't sell this guitar to guitarists. Then you sell this work to art collectors. Yeah, that's alongside the, your art that you make. You know, that's the biggest thing with this is. As an art piece, I could see somebody with the uh, right, I don't know, like. If I had $2,700 to spend on a guitar and I saw this I and I was like, this is the style that I want, I would write this guy and I'd be like, I'm going to send you a $1,000 guitar and I want you to do $1,700 of work on it. Right. I don't. I wouldn't want a one hundred and fifty dollar guitar with uh, twenty six hundred dollars worth of work done to it. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think that 
those pickups are originally like that. All right, all right. I'm, I think he pulled that off of the um, headstock and said like, hey, let's let's do it all around. Anyway, a lot of work done on this guitar. I think if you were like an art, a person who is into like the steampunk kind of art, this is very well done. Yeah. And I think within that realm of things, it's probably worth $2,800. But to a musician, it's definitely not worth twenty hundred dollars. No, in, in in guitar terms, it's not worth that. This guy has a whole site where he does this to all kinds of guitars. So this is like his full thing. I just wish he would start with guitars that were worth more money. Yeah, then he would probably charge more. How much more could he possibly charge? I have no idea. If he started with even a $600 guitar instead of a $150 guitar. Yeah. Really at the, you know, he's doing really clean, really creative work here. He needs to get lined up with someone who's making him his own guitars. Even if he's getting them imported from China, get lined up with, you know, someone over there. Something that isn't like, oh, I took a cheap guitar and did a crap ton of work to it. Right. You know, you gotta, you gotta have it be your own thing. Don't be the guy who bolts a ton of stuff to a cheap guitar. Well, he didn't just bolt a ton of stuff. He like carved out that control cavity so he could shove a yeah, camera in yeah, it. Yeah, but still, it's like, I don't know. There's a lot of effort to put into an instrument that isn't a great instrument to begin with. That's what I'm saying is right. with this level of creative work that he's doing, of fabrication and combining stuff, even though it's not my style, I can appreciate that he's working on a certain level here. He needs to start with a higher quality guitar. Right. Otherwise, what's the point of this? Other than to be a prop for some, you know, some kid going to Comic-Con or something, you know? Back to the Future 4. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I don't want to talk about Back to the Future anymore. I'm so burned <laughs> Can out. Can we talk about Star Wars? I'm so burned on that out on that too. You know, I think I'm just generally burned out on like meme culture, like meme pop culture. Like, oh, here's something that you should be excited about. And everyone just posts it over and over and over Ryan, again. I'm so burned out on here's it. Here's 27 reasons Star Wars is better than Back to the Future. Uh... <laughs> What do you want to do for the next ad? I'll let you pick. Okay, let's do the Jam Bandit. The Jam Bandit. The Jam Bit. Jam Bit. Who sent this in? Jam Dit. Uh, this is from Jonathan Diaz. Let me get to it in my uh, in my thing here. I don't know why Jonathan Diaz was even looking in the Asheville, North Carolina Craigslist. My assumption is that he was looking at the Asheville, North Carolina Craigslist so he could make fun of Kyle Smith, who lives in North Carolina, but not in Asheville, because I thought Jonathan Diaz was in Texas. Maybe he but. saw it on a different like guitar news site. Or Probably. Something like so here's the ad. Supposed guitarist ripping off Asheville musicians. This guy has been responding to ads here on Craigslist, representing himself as a guitarist looking to jam. He then scopes out your rehearsal space and comes back later to clean it out. He has been charged with multiple felonies this year and is under investigation for several unsolved burglaries. If he has attempted to sell you any musical instrument recently or if you've had something stolen after communicating with him, please contact Detective Scott Piper of the AVL PD 
and then there's an email address for Scott Piper. Scott Piper is a great detective name. It is. That's a super great detective name. I'm Detective Scott Piper. Um, My voice is great for that right now, too. <laughs> this guy is uh, wanted for breaking and or entering, uh, larceny after breaking or ent- slash entering, and obtaining property under false pretenses. The arresting officer doesn't matter. His name is David Gilmer Lee, uh, supposedly, um, and all these things. So David Gilmer Lee, if you listen to this podcast, stop being a dick. Yeah, stop stealing stuff, David. You're supposed to just go and jam, not steal stuff. Now, um, I feel like David Gilmer Lee kind of looks like a heavier, stonier version of Casey Babcock. I think he def. Someone said he looks like Tony Hawk, and I definitely agree with that. His nose isn't big enough to look like Tony to be Tony. No, he's got. He's I got can that, see it a little. He's bit. got that Tony Hawk look. He's got that big forehead thing. Tony Hawk's got yeah, going on. Yeah. Uh, but the nose isn't quite big. I how, want in my mind. I would. I just want to pretend that this is Casey Babcock's evil twin. How much of a bummer is that, man? That this guy looks like Tony Hawk. No, like you. You connect with some guy that you think you're gonna jam with. You know, he comes to your your rehearsal space or where your garage or wherever. And you know, you talk gear the way that we talk gear with anyone. Right. And then he comes back when you're gone and steals your crap. Well, this is why so many people like don't do, I don't do deals at my house. Well, I, every once in a while, but not, I don't know when the last time I sold someone, something at my house was, Yeah. I think maybe when I sold a synthesizer for someone, but for the most part, I either meet at Starbucks or I be like, hey, I can bring that. That's why I'm so willing to bring stuff to people. Yeah, I should probably start meeting people at the Seven Eleven or something. Yeah, and then I can go out, get a Slurpee, <laughs> hang out in front of the Seven Eleven. Yeah. What's the Seven Eleven jingle? Do they have a jingle? Uh, Seven Eleven. That's not it. Sometimes we have gas. <laughs> What's wrong with you? 7-Eleven, open from 7 to 11, and hours before and after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sick, Steve. That's what's wrong with me. I don't think... Uh, no. I've, all right. I've been loopy all day, and now I'm drinking dad drinks. Dad drinks. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this is... Uh, in some cities, they actually, like... Encourage people if you're going to sell something on our on Craigslist, like here's the phone number that will give you a f- full police directory uh, of like every police station in the city, uh-huh. so you can find the one closest to you. Come make your Craigslist transition transaction in our in our parking lot, please. Yeah, yeah, that'd be funny to meet up in in police stations. I guess that's like a thing. There's a police station not too far from here. They they share it with the. Uh, what used to be the all ages venue here in town. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I got to meet there. It's not that far away, but 7-Eleven is fine. It is kind of weird having someone come into your house, especially like if they end up not buying something. Yeah. I haven't know. done it in a while. I've, I've done a few things where I've gone to meet other people at their homes because I'm not as driving averse as you tend to be. Yeah. Um, And I've done a lot of deals where, I've just like met people in random parking lots. I mean, parking lots are fine with me. So, yeah, public space is always nice. All right, let's move on to the next ad. Like, seriously, guys, be safe, be smart, 
Um, I mean, this is tough because the guy was doing like a band rehearsal sort of scam. Yeah, so this is kind of different, but it's still, you know, I mean, yeah. what do you do if you want to start a band and you're like, hey, man, come join my band. And he's like, oh, sweet practice space. I'll be back in five hours yeah. to clean you out. I mean, normally practice spaces. Well, if you do like a professional one, there's usually like a keypad at the door. Right. But maybe he watches you do the number or something or. You know, maybe, you know, if you practice in a house or another location that's not as secure, he just shows up with the crowbar. Think about the, when we used to run the park gallery, dude. Yeah. I'm surprised we never got just smashed and grabbed in that place. Oh, totally. Well, we did get stuff stolen. Remember the the speakers got stolen once. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Was that was a bummer. How did that, how did that break-in happen? I think they just kicked in the door or something. That's right. Or they picked the lock. It's not hard to pick a lock. Yeah. No, I think they kicked the door in. I think yeah, I remember that. It wouldn't take much. And it was like an old jack door. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the next one? Oh, yeah, that's one? right. We were like making fun of them because we were like, I jacked the cheapest thing on this in this room. I still keep expecting to see those things pop up on Craigslist someday. Those are garbage. They sold to a pawn shop. Yeah. It was still, you know, they were 15-inch speakers. Yeah, but they were phonics. Yeah, they worked. It hooked on phonics. They were worth. Me. They were worth maybe a hundred dollars, both of them combined. Yeah, whatever. We still had to go get new speakers, and that's yeah, that, that was sucked. really the pain. Except we got those spe- the, our replacement speakers for free too. Yeah, but I had to drive pretty far out there to get them. Yeah. Nothing's free, Steve. <laughs> like he was, like Steve was just saying that I'm driving adverse. It was way the heck out there. That one was way the heck out there, but you are driving it first. I, I I had to I lost half a day to getting those. For those, yes. Yeah. But you're pretty driving like Yeah, yeah. These days I am. I used to be more open to doing stuff. Ah uh, Yeah. All right. I used to bitch about having to drive thirty miles for a show. Oh come on! It's true. I I did a show in L.A. recently. I know. I but, didn't complain about but that. But you used to complain about doing shows in Bonita. Well, Bonita sucks. It's like 30-minute drive. It's not where it is. It's what it is. <laughs> Those darn rich white people. Bonita, sorry if you're Bonita. I don't, I, I've never been in Bonita and been like, wow, glad, I'm, glad I came here. This is great. Bonita is Chula Vista's version of uh, Rancho Santa Fe. Which is a rich person area. Yeah. Yeah. What, probably why there's not a lot of good punk finis What there. is this? A geography podcast? <laughs> One day we will do a geography podcast. Oh, yeah. When you most expect it. When you 100% expect it, we will do a ge- geography podcast. Okay. Who sent this to us? The Randall? Uh, uh, the I got side- a note here somewhere. Grayson Gould. Thanks, Grayson. You're the best. Uh, I re- recently finally completed some art for Grayson uh, for his band. Uh so like a super cool like, way to go slacker design. i know it took me forever he sent us beer all the way from canada and then he became a best friend uh contributor and it, i've been feeling really guilty because it's been taking me forever so i finally wrapped it up like a week ago uh did some really cool t-shirt art for his band uh don't anyone ask me to do that ever again <laughs> unless you're willing to pay like my professional rate because I just do not have the time right now. Did you ever finish that that pedal for Tim? No. I still oh my need gosh. To, I still need to finish the pedal. I'm so sorry, Tim. It's on my desk and I look at it every day and it makes <laughs> it makes me feel bad about myself because I need to finish it. I'm just I'm hurting for time so bad lately. Like it's really bad how, how little time I have. <clears throat> okay. 
This is a 4x12 Randall cabinet with broken head. The description is everything on this because it's just so stupid. The cabinet works great, but I plugged the output on the head back into the input on the head. I think it's blown out, but maybe fixable. We'll take $300 for everything. It has a foot pedal too. Why? Why the hell would you anyone do that? Why would you be like, oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the speaker output from the amp. I'm going to plug it into the input of the amp. Let's see what happens. What were you expecting to happen? It's not running to a speaker if you do that. You're not going to hear anything. Why? Why did you do that bad thing? There's a reason the band Commissar said, don't turn around. Oh, oh, Dirk Commissar's in town. Oh, oh. I don't know what that. I have to do with no anything. idea what you're trying to get at with that. That's- Why would you plug the output back into the input? It makes no sense. It's just you're generating. Now, I have done weird stuff with delay pedals where I, I on a, I think it was with the DD7, mm-hmm. which has, I think it's the DD7 has stereo inputs. Yeah. I took. I plugged in the one of the stereo outs back into the stereo in. Yeah, you can do that. And that gets crazy. Yeah, it gets crazy really fast. You can't do that with an amp. No, there's well, there's no unless you've got a second speaker out and a second input, which just might have. Maybe that's what he was trying to do. Even then, you're gonna blow it up. You're sending a it doesn't this make, powered yeah. signal back into your input. Yeah, you know the amount of electricity that comes out of your guitar and goes into the amp is so tiny. Any amount of, you know, unusual amount of power that you put into the input jack is just going to hurt things. So, you know, there's this, uh, there's this powered cable. It, it goes around. It's like a joke. It's a, oh yeah, yeah. The, the guitar cable that's got like a three prong power plug on the other end. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's like this big joke, like, huh, huh, this is what you get when you have that like electric guitarist that just won't stop playing. Like, give him this cable. <laughs> uh, That's basically what this guy did. Yeah, only he did it to his amp without a guitar in there. Yeah. This guy knows that he broke it when he broke it. He has fire probably shot out the sides yeah, of it. Yeah, that magic smoke is gone. I If I was this guy, I wouldn't have even admitted that in the ad. Yeah, I'd That's just say like, oh. so embarrassing. I don't, like, head stopped working. I'm not sure not, why. Yeah, not sure. Just you'll have to repair it. $300. Yeah, I mean, it, and I don't, I can't tell from the picture which head it is. Randall runs the gamut. I mean, they have some some cheap uh, solid state heads that are, that are you know, worth 100, 200 bucks. Uh-huh. They've got some tube heads that are worth a lot more than that. They've got the Randall Satan. Yeah, that's true. Satan. Satan. Uh, which I hear is supposed to be a really freaking great amp. Yeah, yeah, really great amp. Uh, Randall, would, was, would you play the Randall Satan in church? Uh, how big is the logo on it? I don't know. I could put a piece of tape over it. All right. Yeah, I have no problem doing that. Um, yeah, I don't know how much this amp is worth if it worked, but this is just a terrible thing to do it in an amp. Why would anyone ever do this? It. Like it hurt me when I read that. Like my teeth started to feel right. Pain in them. It's we- just insane. Yeah. What was he thinking? He must have been so high, or oh like, gosh. I don't want to believe that a guitarist did this. But he said that he did it. 
three hundred dollars. There's no excuse. Three hundred dollars for a broken half stack. Yeah, there might be some value in there. There might be if you're an amp repair guy, you might be like, oh, well, there's probably this part that yeah, blew out. That's like the a ad fa- doesn't say which head it is. Yeah. There's probably uh, like a fail safe that blows before everything else or something. I don't know. Maybe the fuse. In this case, man, I, who I knows? don't know. Some things could have melted. Yeah, like complete meltdown. It's just like. If you're amp tech, you might have like the parts on hand to go through, but I just I won't as like an from an amateur level, I wouldn't even know where to start. Yeah, who knows? Who knows, man? All right, well let's uh, let's wrap up ads and get into topics. That's ads. Okay, so you found a uh, a thing online that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, um, this and we came... don't we're not gonna have a long topic here because we spent so much time on the rest of the show. Yeah. Um, this was from Premier Guitar. They sent out an email today saying, if you subscribe to our magazine, we're going to send you a free product from this company called Pedal Links. Uh-huh. Um, and Premier Guitar is super cool. I, I'm totally subscribed to them. I don't always read the magazine because it's pretty long and my computer's slow. Actually, my new one, I haven't tried it yet. It might be readable now. Okay. Um but I always read their emails that they send out for like their web content. I just don't always actually read the the publication. Yeah, yeah. Um, and right now, I guess I think it's if you sign up for the actual physical copy, but I could be wrong. Um, you can get pedal links, and what pedal links are is basically bike chain. Links. Yeah, they're part of a bike chain. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and the concept is that you take the screws off of your pedals and then put these bike links in between the screw and the pedal. So they're screwed into the pedal and then you put a screw into the other side of the bike link and screw your pedal to your board. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming, you know, you could do that with metal boards as well. Like you drill a hole in your PT and your pedal pedal train, it would work. Uh, Both of us have issues with this concept, don't we? Yeah. I, I mean, I get it. My board right now, I have my my DD7, especially like rubber pedals, like uh-huh. boss stuff, unless you pull... I said my DD7. I don't own a DD7. Um, unless you pull the rubber off, the rubber like footprint off of a boss pedal. Yeah. Velcro sometimes doesn't like to stick to it. Sure. And... I've had that problem with uh, Tube Screamers and other... Yeah. So a lot Ibanez of guys take stuff. them off. Some guys, if there's room, will actually take it and flip it over. Um, I just kind of deal with it, but what ends up happening is because my board sits at vertically at home a lot. That sometimes when I take it out, uh, a couple of my pedals have like disconnected from the Velcro. Sure. So this is a way to work around this because you actually have like a solid mechanical, basically gravity proof. Yeah, yeah. Solution because you have drilled a hole, a hole, and screwed your pedal into your pedal board. Yeah. The you know, I think it's a, I think it's a valid solution for people who maybe are going on the road and definitely want their pedal board to stay the same the whole time that they're traveling or whatever. People who who are really dialed in and know nothing's going to change. If I did this, I've got the salvage board that's got a wood top. If I did this with how much I change pedals, that wood would be hamburger eventually. 
Yeah. And the soft Velcro top would be hamburger eventually. Just from me constantly putting <laughs> pedals in new locations, drilling new holes, putting new screws in. Well, if you had a if you had the uh, pedal links, you're using the pedal link system, then maybe you'd be like, hey, Daniel Tyak, uh, maybe you charge me like $10 less since you don't have to put that Velcro in there. <laughs> but then the wood will look like garbage when there's a thousand holes in it. Right. Right. Like I what I'm saying is the downside to these things is people like me who are always, you know, fiddling around with their board, putting new stuff on or putting old stuff on from their collection. Like I I swap half my board out every week easily. Right. And I, you know, I think if you're dedicated to using like all similar sized pedals, you know, if every pedal on your board is a boss pedal yeah. or you could put stuff or in the whatever same holes. you know. You're, so you're using the same holes over and over again. Like that can kind of work. But then you got to bust out a screwdriver every time you change a pedal. Yeah, and, and you know, to give you like just a a idea of you know, I don't change my board too frequently, but I, you guys who follow on the Instagram saw my board. I put it together um, earlier, like maybe a week or so ago. Uh, I, actually, I put it together. I think Tuesday. Tuesday night or Wednesday night after I got that kilobyte. Uh-huh. And um, uh, so you, you've seen my board recently. And the one thing I realized when I was looking at the picture the next day is that I put my Tube Screamer before my volume pedal and my woodcutter after. Uh, and I actually wanted... And, well, that is normal, like, to go... In terms of, like, tone stacking, a lot of guys go low gain to high gain. Uh-huh. But I was reading something recently that was saying like, oh, well, maybe it's better to go high gain to low gain um, for for some different reasons that, sure, you sure. know, th- there's reasons that make sense. But more than that is I actually wanted the woodcutter before my volume pedal because the woodcutter is going to be uh, a better swell pedal, I think, than the, sure. than the Tube Screamer. Um, so already, like, I literally put my board together like four days ago, and I'm already looking at going like, I need to change two, the position of two pedals. Yeah. So if I locked these things down, I'd be I'd be doing exactly what you're talking about, where it's like, up oh, Swiss cheese, Swiss cheese board. Yeah. And you know, I th- I think these you know people use these things. Obviously, there's an attraction for some people. Maybe people who aren't as ADD as us, always wanting to change stuff. But I just, I don't think I could ever use those. Yeah. The only time I would use those if I, is if I wanted to mount a pedal to the wall, you know, <laughs> like hang it on the wall as a display. It would be great. They'd be great for display boards, like for trade shows and stuff like that. Right. Or for demo boards in shops or whatever. That'd be a great situation for yeah. them. You have a youth group, you bolt bolt the DS1 and the TU2 to the ground. <laughs> you know, kids are not going to take those or bolt it to the ground. Yeah. You yeah. know, that would be a fun uh, scenario. Yeah. I took this pedal and I bolted it to the ground. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, it's a, it's an interesting concept. I have no use for it. I guess I can't dog on it too hard because I can see the times when people would use it. Yeah. You know, I see a lot of guys say like, oh, I went out and bought like a, uh, old bike chain and like broke it apart to to do this type of thing. I've never broken apart a bike chain. How hard is that? I have no idea, but I I know I've seen guys talk about it. Or like maybe you can just buy the link somewhere. I don't know. Maybe. Um. So there's definitely a market for this. For my taste and for what I'm doing, 
and whatever. I still have not seen a better um, pedal fixing uh, solution than Velcro. Velcro just works. I've I've tried the zip tie thing on. I my very first pedal board was a pegboard. Uh-huh. Uh board. I don't know if you ever saw that. I hope you I kind of hope you didn't. I don't remember. Uh I bought like a a sheet of pegboard from Home Depot. And you did the zip tie and thing. And I zip tied all my pedals down to it and then I put it in this old like this big old suitcase I had. I think I vaguely remember this. And uh the suitcase like fell apart. Uh-huh. And the it was just big and heavy and unwieldy and overall I just it was kind of just I mean, I was yeah. it was stupid. Um, I think that zip ties are, are a legitimate way to go because then it's semi-permanent. Yeah. They're cheap enough that you can cut one free and redo what you're doing. Zip ties aren't bad. Uh, I but you're per- destroying the planet with that, all that extra plastic. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> I still prefer Velcro to the zip ties. Yeah. Um, Even with all the extra troubles that come with Velcro, it is. I think it's still the best solution. The thing that I like the most about Velcro is I feel like it's like an infinitely, um, like literally, it's like an infinite solution because you can yeah. you Velcro one pedal and you can basically put it in any direction on your pedal board. Yeah, as long as there's space for it, and you can you can kind of do that to uh, a little bit with Velcro, but you're kind of at the mercy of like wherever your holes are. For you mean uh, zip ties? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Is that me or you? What? That that phone. It wasn't me. It wasn't me either. I don't know. I didn't hear a phone. You're hearing, th- I heard hearing a stuff, phone. Steve. All it right. Wasn't, it wasn't me. So do we have anything else interesting to say about this? Uh, I don't think we do. Well, that's the end of the show then, right? I guess so. Let's talk about the song. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, let me pull up this email because I decided to open yeah. Snapchat instead. I mean, if anyone out there uses these things and prefers them, then correct us on our Facebook group. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Just search for 60 Cycle Hum. Look for the group and join the group. Uh, we were very active there and we enjoy talking to people throughout the day all week long. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's a lot of other great people on there, not just Steve and I. It's very active. I'm it, su- it really is. I'm surprised how active it is lately. Yeah. Like it's really good. Yeah. Uh, and it's very positive too. You know, I'll, I'll say this a few weeks ago, there was a thread that was almost exclusively about religion and no one was fighting and it was a long thread. Yeah. It was, it was civil. It was downright it was civil. civil. People were disagreeing with each other in a civil way. Where, where else on the internet do you find that? People talking about religion. People with opposing views talking about religion. Yeah. It was, it it's was, hard enough to find people with agreeing views talking about a, a religion and still agreeing with yeah, each other. Yeah, no kidding. Those people fight. So when that thread kind of you know ran its course and kind of ended, I was just amazed. Like I looked at it. I was like, I can't believe this thing went the way it did. I was sitting there, you know, with my band hammer waiting for someone to go insane, you know, and we didn't have to do anything. We didn't have to step in and, you know, you have a band hammer. Uh, well, it's more of like a mallet. Okay. I, yeah. I, uh, I opted for the, uh, the band screwdriver. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's, um, uh, 
more of a fixing situation. Yeah, it's got less that, than like, a blunt force, and it's got that. Uh, it's one of those like uh, modular ones, so sometimes it's Phillips and sometimes it's standard. Does it have ratcheting on it? Yes. Oh, nice, yes. nice. That's a Forward, good forward and backwards. That's a good uh, admin administrator tool. Yeah, clockwise <laughs> and counterclockwise ratcheting. <laughs> All right, uh, this week's song is sent by Matt Waltz. He says this song was part of a project that fellow sixty cycle hum member Kenny Matthews and I started a couple years back. We wrote several skeletons of songs by sending various ideas back and forth via email. But due to our busy lives and distance, the project never really got off the ground. We were just talking today about how bummed we are that nothing ever came of it, and I got got an idea. If any other listeners would like to add vocals to it or, or vocals to it or any of our other songs, they could get a hold of us via the Facebook group and we could collaborate to finish it. Thanks, Matt. So this song is called Dancy. It's just an instrumental track right now. But if you want to throw some vocals down, jump on the Facebook group, get in contact with Matt Walls or Kenny Matthews, and uh, throw some vocals on it. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Yeah. Uh, we actually did listen to this song. For once. For once. Um, <laughs> and it sounds it sounds really fun. Yeah, yeah definitely dancey. Cool. Definitely got that like that like dance to the bass sort of thing going on, you know? Oons, 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 Not oons. that kind of bass. Yeah, like I know. B- the bass guitar, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a fun song. Looking forward to hearing it again. Looking forward to editing this thing together. Uh, all right. Well, it's been a good episode. How do you feel about it, Steve? I like it. I like it too. Uh, we'll do it again next week. I love it. <laughs> Later, guys. <laughs>